Hey everyone, it's Dario Kristen with AfterBuzz TV. Did you know that TrueCar.com is changing car buying experiences forever? Yes, everyday TrueCar users receive negotiation-free guaranteed savings. Although, some features are not available in all states. But it's okay. In the first three months of this year, over 126,000 cars were sold by the TrueCar Certified Dealer Network. TrueCar users save an average of $3,078 off of MSRP. When you're ready to buy a car, just follow these easy steps. It's just three of them. First, you go to TrueCar.com and find out what other people pay for the car you're looking for. Then register at TrueCar.com to see upfront pricing information and lock in your savings. The third step is so simple. Just print out your true savings certificate and take it to the TrueCar certified dealer for a better, hassle-free car buying experience overall. Remember, everyday TrueCar users receive negotiation-free guaranteed savings. Save time, save your money, and never overpay. Visit TrueCar.com today. That's TrueCar.com. Tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads from over 200 countries and your number one source in after-show entertainment. AfterBuzz TV, the destination for TV superfans. Producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows. Interviewing celebrities and showrunners. And bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Well, hello, all you awesome AfterBuzz fans out there, and welcome back to another amazing AfterBuzz TV after show for your favorite show, Hemlock Grove. We're <laughs> on Season 2, Episode 8, Unicorn. <laughs> I am your Unicorn. Host. Unicorn. <laughs> I'm thinking of Candy, <laughs> awesome. candy Corn. <laughs> candy Corn from Halloween. It's almost Halloween. Mm, nice. I, I'm your host, Shano. And I am joined here by my awesome and beautiful co-host. Hey guys, I'm JJ Jorgens. Hello everyone, I'm Marissa Serafini. And we're going to be talking about Olivia has cancer. Shelly's other self. Finally, she's out of the tank yeah. and alive. Mm -hmm. And talking. And talking. Destiny finds the hideout. Roman and Peter kill Sarah. Wow. Sarah, yes, it was the girl in the beginning. That was her <laughs> name. And uh, Chasseur recognizes the symbol. And then we'll talk about news and gossip and predictions. So let's go ahead and start off by... Uh, let's actually... Uh, so Olivia, she was she started off the episode. But she wasn't too much in the episode other than all the cancer stuff. Which is so... I, I, I've never experienced a situation like this for a vampire. Have you ever seen a vampire get cancer in any kind of media, <laughs> me, like any medium, whether it be a novel, whether it be a book, comic, what? No, because we wouldn't have to worry about cancer because that is a condition that helps slowly, progressively kill someone. And vampires are already dead, so they don't have to worry about mm -hmm. health conditions like this. Mm -hmm. That's right. And this is, you know what? It's really different, obviously, because Olivia, she's, we've already had Price earlier in the season. He's already revealed to us, the audience and her, that, okay, she, there's something wrong with her. She's becoming more human. She's, she's obviously older. She's, a, she's an older woman. You know, she's not too old, though. She's probably like, if you were to look at her, I would say like, she's in her late 40s to early 50s, you know, at the oldest. It, it I'm considering Olivia the character, not Famke. <laughs> All right. So, I would think it would be about the right time to have cancer at this point. 
Well, cancer can occur at any age. It can. So, I mean, but if you think about it, Olivia's actually a lot older than we think, too, because even at the beginning, it says 1884. Even at that time, she still looks like roughly the same age. So we still don't know exactly how old she is. Yeah. I really liked how they how they opened it the, opened this episode, and I think um, I like seeing her like that. I, I mean, I had notes that for the first time in that scene to me, like she really looked like a demon. I mean, she, her eyes were glowing, her hair was more of a reddish, you know, and she all matted up, and like yeah, yeah, it was a really interesting take to see her like that. And she definitely I just was uh, this crazy aspect to her. I thought that was a fun way to yeah. begin. Plus, it's awesome seeing Fanka just speak French because uh-huh. she is fluent in French as well. Beautiful. So, great way to, mm-hmm. you know, utilize that skill of hers. Beautiful mm-hmm. language. Uh, every curse word sounds like you're w- <laughs> wiping your ass with silk. <laughs> yeah. Beautiful. Um, yeah, so in the beginning, I thought that was really cool how they gave a little history mm-hmm. on Olivia. And I I know we're not going to have any more of that, but spoiler alert, we're not going to have any more of that for the rest of the season because there's only two episodes left. But still, it's I wish they would do that more. Yeah, I liked it because it really set things up. You know, like it, it told us that there's been five decades of warfare and it really set up how this truce came to be. And I, I loved it, too. I thought those were little nuggets that are fascinating as a viewer. Yeah, and it's just another question, like, still, how old is Olivia? Has she been a part of this whole five-decade warfare, or was she in the middle? Or who else has it, you know, who's been affected with this warfare? Has Olivia been there since the beginning? Who knows? Mm -hmm. So I wanted to actually go back to season one a little bit and talk about that flashback she had with the little girl. Now, was that her? That was Olivia. That was Olivia, Okay, so I thought that was the 1800s. So that maybe that was the early 1800s. I thought they said the hmm. date in there, but it felt it definitely felt like 1800s, you know, because they didn't have they didn't have um, any automobiles, right? They definitely had just horse yeah. horses, mm-hmm. and it was like old country feel. Where, where where did that take place? Was that Romania? Yeah, uh, yes, so. and, and and also during that time, you know, they had gypsy slaves as well. So it might be whatever time period that was. So maybe that was more prevalent. Yeah. Well, anyway, so this is 1884, and it's at the Place de... My French is so bad. Place de (laughs) Vosges. And um, I actually did a little bit of research on it, which is kind of cool. It was made in 1605, and Henry II died there after he was wounded at a tournament, which is kind of fascinating, too. And it was originally called the Place Royale. So um, I think it it seems like it's a hotel because a lot of different people have lived there over the years and even a cardinal lived there in the 1800s which is really fascinating too so it's it's actually the oldest planned square in paris so i thought it was nice how they like they actually used a real place that's got history behind Mm it and and guess what we looked it up and we talked about it with you guys the fans so to give you a little bit of you know tidbit of information on there um yeah when uh she so back to the scene she ends up signing out of regret she doesn't want to she just wants mm-hmm. to be free right and the pretty much the the guy i don't even remember what the guy's name do you, do you guys get it's the chancellor she's just the french chancellor yeah. Yeah. the oh. chancellor of the order that's so right and the pactum uh Parisiense. that's right mm-hmm. the pactum Parisiense, which is latin for the paris agreement agreement yeah yeah and they actually refer to it later on when we're going to talk about chasseur he refers to that pact that they have with the upirs which yep. is 
pretty much the same thing that's going on in you know in Hemlock Grove right now. Anyway, and so Olivia's been still loyal to that pact, mm-hmm. so which is very surprising for the character that she is that she has still really stuck to it. Yeah, so she's pretty much, uh, well, obviously these days, all she does is just go to Price and she (laughs) drinks from the nutrient concentrate, which we find out is what has been probably causing the cancer in her and reducing Mm. her uperism, right? Even though she, it kills her urge to drink, she still, it it has detrimental effects to her health, obviously. And she's been doing it for how long? Several decades? Mm. Yeah, for years. For years. Mm. But it just shows that, like, the, all the false, things about the the genetic engineering that Price is doing and then he's feeding it to Olivia and Olivia really doesn't know that it's affecting on mm-hmm. obviously her DNA. Yeah. Um I thought her it was genetic makeup. Yeah, her genetic makeup, everything. I thought that was so funny the scene where she uh she is trying to get the nutrient concentrate and it's like a giant <laughs> toe with a big huge yeah. toenail that's like coming out and it gets clogged in the pipe. It was just so gnarly looking and, and she goes up and she tries to pull the, the lever down and she can't do it and she loses her balance, falls down and Price comes in and he's like, a father figure. Yeah. And that's what happens when you do things you're not that's supposed to do. We don't touch things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, I wrote that one down too, just because those are again the, the moments that I'm loving about this season. Just all the comedic little nuggets that I don't know that we got so much of in the first, the first season. It's funny. Yeah. All the P stuff. Yeah. yeah. All the price stuff. Yeah. Just everything that's going on this season is freaking priceless. Yeah. I love it. Um, but she ends up doing an MRI because he was like, oh, I think, you know, if something's wrong with you, you know, we'll find out whatever it is. And I'm thinking it's going to be a broken bone, a contusion or something. Mm-hmm. It ends up being the cancer. And he's like, it's a two by four centimeter big mass. You know, he sends her over to the oncologist. So it's like, that's really cancer. And yeah. she didn't think it was that serious at first, right? Mm-hmm. How do we get rid mm-hmm. of it? Yeah. It's like, oh, so like, how do you cure it? There is no cure. This treatment. How would you two yeah. feel if you guys went to that particular doctor, that oncologist? He's not very uh, reassuring. I no. mean, I really <laughs> wouldn't really trust any of the people that if you have to go to a consultant. I don't know, because they're not very positive. Be like, oh, no, you have a better life expectancy. No, he gave her, like, the most negative numbers. You only yeah. have a 20% chance of living and surviving this. I mean, it's very negative. I would not want to go to him. Yeah, no, me neither. He definitely, yeah, definitely was Debbie Downer and not. <laughs> giving yeah. me that any sort of hope so yeah it was such a blow to her too because she's a new peer she's lived for hundreds of years right she's yeah. not used to getting all these diseases becoming more human it's like wait wait this is not happening right she's just so overwhelmed by everything and she doesn't understand you know even when he even says like the numbers she, he's like yeah probably a five-year expectancy you know after the you know after possible remission you know comes back and she's like wait i don't get that what are yeah. you talking about what's all these cancer terms thrown around well, she never had to worry about it until mm-hmm. now she never did. She no, death was never yeah. a thing for her. Yeah, and I mean, she talked about how the human lifespan was such a joke and so short. Like, now to be getting, getting something whittled down to, like, five years is definitely a blow to her. An actual definitive number. Uh-huh. Very, very definitive. Yeah, before... He was, uh, Price was just saying, you know, it's, it's, your age is, your age is accelerating. Mm -hmm. He didn't Mm -hmm. say anything about cancer before, and that was episodes ago. So it's just 
wow she's really really human and she's mm-hmm. really showing it like in in a lot of the scenes now she's mm-hmm. getting very emotional and it's not only is she getting emotional with with Shelly, you know, but she's getting emotional with so many other things because of the cancer and all this, and her son hates her, mm-hmm. right? So there's just so much going on with her. It's, I think it's fascinating. And, um, we have, she, there's a, a little bit of a conversation that she ends up having with Dr. Galena later on, right? Mm-hmm. And Galena, like, gives her, mm-hmm. she actually gave her some useful information, right? Mm-hmm. She said, Price has been giving you the failed experiments that he's had for the last several decades, right? That's my discard. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. You knew she was going to stir up some more trouble. You know, I just, you knew she was going to. Oh, she definitely stirs the pot. But (laughs) I like this unlikely alliance. I mean, Galena to go under Price's, you know, nose and behind his back to help Olivia out of all people. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's fun. Yeah. Um, she she ends up saying that she's been being fed like what horse stew horse stew yeah, horse yeah. you must yeah. get the unicorn yeah. Priscilla is unicorn so yeah, she, eat the unicorn yeah so she but she doesn't say that well because I'm sure she doesn't know actually yeah if I come to think of it Doctor Galena probably doesn't know what Price is really doing with Shelley and gonna put her brain into Priscilla right probably not to that extent but. Galena does know that Price has this perfectly genetically formed human being body that so like yes out of all that because of his failed experiments and those failures and that he's feeding it to Olivia he finally now has gotten to a project where he is perfect now if you want to be better and be mm-hmm. perfect and get better you drink the the one that's perfect not the one that's you know discarded mm-hmm. yeah not the one that's flawed so Anyway, so I guess I guess you can compare the nutrient concentrate to like fast food, right? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, actually, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it makes you feel good, and you drink it. You feel well, you eat it, mm-hmm. and if you feel satisfied, but then it's not really good for you. Yeah, you you're not a- getting the nutrients that yeah. you really need, and you become mm-hmm. addicted to it. Yeah. And then later on, it's going to give you colon cancer. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So <laughs> good comparison. <laughs> so. Uh, Anyway, she, uh, let's see what happened. Uh, oh, uh, yeah, I actually wrote this down. One of my thoughts when I was watching the episode, I, I said that this is what I compared the nutrient concentrate to other than fast food. She, Olivia was getting pissed on for years and she didn't, and Price didn't even call it rain. It was just like, here you go. Here's some slop. Have it up. Drink it up. You'll feel great. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so. But what, uh, one more thing oh, on that. Like yeah. when she was walking through the door and trying to get that discard plasma i love the mm-hmm. angle that the camera angle like it was so low to the ground she'd like like such a superior being and then to mm-hmm. literally be knocked down to the ground it was just great cinematography in the storytelling mm-hmm. yeah i didn't think about that that's really good it's like wow it's just like a yeah. lot of symbolism and even just the position of the camera mm-hmm. and the movement of the character from up to down mm-hmm. yeah literally she, she really yeah. has fallen far. yeah yeah it shows the parallelism just over her storyline Mm-hmm. That's wonderful. From the last season, too. Mm-hmm, yeah. Well done, Marissa. That's good. <laughs> um, uh, and then we end up with Olivia, we end up finishing the episode where she is um, she's in front of Priscilla at the bed. Well, now it's Shelly, right? Shelly, Priscilla. Mm-hmm. Priscilla. <laughs> so she's at the bed about to take a bite into her and she turns to her and says, Mother. Mm-hmm. Cut to black. Yeah, mm. I just thought mm. that that was really... She didn't know. 
she Dr. Galena totally left that out mm-hmm. and and now she has a, a decision to make. Olivia's mm-hmm. got to say, okay, wait, I've been feeling love for my daughter now and this thing is my daughter. What the hell am I going to do? Yeah. I need to feed so that I can be immortal again. She has to really make some hard choices. Decision, mm-hmm. consequence. Mm-hmm. And, and also just the choice is like, does she really love her daughter, Shelley? I mean, we've, we've had the conflicts with other people saying that she doesn't love her daughter. But are these feelings that she's, you know, the reciprocation really genuine? Mm-hmm. That's the question. Yeah, and I think it does bring up a, a good question. Is, is there anybody that she would ever put above herself? Ever, you know, because we've seen her conflicts with Norman and then with Shelly. And it's like, is it always going to be about her? Is there going to be somebody that will finally kind of break that spell for her who she will sacrifice herself for? Yeah, it is seriously all about her. Like, even Mm -hmm. Roman, like, Mm -hmm. she, she, even Nadia. Nadia, she's just thinking, like, that's my new heir. She needs to Mm -hmm. run Godfrey Industries now, not Roman. Mm-hmm. Jeez, man, Olivia's just so selfish. Yeah. <laughs> like, even though she's, even if she's a mess, and we should feel pity for her now, she's just still terrible, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. It's true. Oh man. So let's talk about Shelley. So Shelley's other self finally gets her brain. You know, she, we, we put the we put the brain in the bottle now, <laughs> and we uh, they they have a really cool interaction. Yeah. At first, they they're mimicking each other's speech patterns, and she says, "Oh, you sound like me," but it not. I, I didn't think they like the voices didn't sound the same, but the speech pattern. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah, definitely the syncopation was definitely on point. I mean, the the voice tone, the, the intonations of each other was a little slightly different, but mm-hmm. yeah, speech pattern. I could believe it. Yeah, I wanted to see more. I loved watching these two together. I don't know why it was just so fascinating that I just I wanted more. Yeah, um, I, I like that scene where they were talking in the in Shelley's bed, right? In mm-hmm. Shelley's bed area in the. In what the ward or hospital, yeah, or the hospital. Mm-hmm. yeah, and they're they're seriously like they they even say it, you know, they're like sisters, right? Yeah. Oh, you can be like you can be my sister. I can just visit you all the time. You know, just stay here. And uh, it's it's so interesting that Priscilla. Let's just call her Priscilla now because we're gonna confuse it with the Shelleys. Mm-hmm. So it's so interesting how she even kind of goes against what Price is saying. She's like, no, don't yeah. don't listen to Dr. Pr- uh, to Uncle Price because, you know, we like, I don't want you to die. Like, he's going to die. Mm-hmm. You know, Price pretty much convinced her. When he was, he, actually at the beginning of the episode when he was talking to Shelly, he told her like, hey, you know, this, you're just a chrysalis. If you stay here, the police are going to get a search warrant and they're going to try to kill you. He's like that one doctor who is doing euthanasia. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 But also, you know, just mentioning to Shelly, well, we're going to just discard your body in the woods so no one can, and people can just randomly find you and there won't be, you know, they can just close that case. So just something as simple and kind of heartless as that. Be like, yeah, we're just going to discard yeah. you. Whatever. Yeah, but you'll have a new body. Yeah. Yeah, that's so awful. It's like it's terrible. He's using her yeah. as a tool, pretty much. That that's what I feel like. It, actually in this whole episode, I, I forgot to mention that with Olivia, but it, it goes into our Shelly topic too, is that Price has a new toy. He's got Shelly and Priscilla now. He doesn't need Olivia anymore to get samples from or do physicals on or experiment on. He has these two perfectly young specimens and he's got, and he has a perfect mm-hmm. specimen now that he's gonna transfer this great mind into. And, and that's that's what he really wanted, right? Yeah, I mean this is his dream and his dream project that, you know, he's worked for so hard for. 
So yeah, and then I will just love the reference to the butterflies because you know we get the reference of Shelley always being a butterfly, but now literally being a physical butterfly, mm-hmm. chrysalis. That was beautiful. There's so many metaphors going on between Shelley and herself or Shelley and Priscilla, and I the metaphors I see it's like beauty, like external beauty, uh, versus you know heart, mm-hmm. and then there's also like and well, and that's pretty much outer beauty versus internal beauty you know like they totally have the contrasts going on and it's it but it's it's nice that because they have the same mind and the same soul they're able to identify with each other and they don't care about those things both of them don't that's why they both want Mm -hmm. to live but eventually priscilla falters and she goes like oh okay i guess dr price is right because shelly convinced her Mm -hmm. shelly got brainwashed Mm -hmm. too easily yeah they're, they're, and there was yeah. also the the quick line when they were you know both lying in bed together and they said I love you to each other, which I thought it was interesting because it shows that Shelley still um, loves Priscilla, who's the beautiful, more beautiful, physical one, and then Priscilla still loves Shelley, which is the you know the the two opposites still having that still that same self love. Mm-hmm. It shows that they don't want to even get rid of each other mm-hmm. again. You need so. both parts, mm-hmm. right? You need both. You need the brain and you need the body. Okay, and it, it's a perfect combination. Why are you going to get rid of one of them? Really? Yeah. So, and and you know what she has? I feel like Shelley's got more experience than Priscilla does. Even though she, yeah. even though she got all the bra- like all the memories and everything, she didn't get the real life experience. She just came out of the tank. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Priscilla is more fabricated. Yeah, very yeah. fake. Yep, she's like a Barbie doll. Yeah, I almost, part of me almost, I don't know, almost thought Shelly wouldn't go through with it. You know, like mm-hmm. I just, I don't know. Maybe I just wanted that. <laughs> well, she still she still hasn't gone she through has. with yeah. it. Yeah. Not yet. Um, uh, let's, oh, I want to mention one more thing about uh, Shelly and Price. And it's actually more about Price before we move on to Destiny. But uh, I thought it was so neat in the beginning. Like, I love Price scenes. They're so good, especially mm-hmm. when he's by himself doing something. Yeah. And he, the way he was moving the hologram around, like zooming in in the brain and like selecting things. Oh, check this, like whatever, check that neuron. And it reminded me of Tony Stark in yeah. Iron Man movies, like manipulating his holograms and I like t- solving uh, puzzles. Totally thought the exact mm-hmm. same thing. I was like, this is Tony Stark in his lab. Only more elegant. <laughs> more neurology. The price factor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, the price factor. Price is so awesome, man. In our news and gossip, we're going to talk about him later on. There's just so so many funny things about him. Um, and Joel De La Fuente, because he's so awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Destiny finds the hideout of the masked men. And they're right in Hemlock mm-hmm. Grove. Yep. That was cool how she found out, though. You know, drowning. I loved it. That scene yeah. that she so talked cool. about. In episode one, when she was when Tio Horn Tio Horn was yep. here with us in studio, it finally mm-hmm. happened, and it's such a good scene. That is the best like vision quest, yeah. uh, clairvoyant, psychic detective thing I have ever seen. Yeah, they really did a good job of telling that story too, because you felt like you were in her vision, you know, following mm-hmm. it as she was seeing it, you know, and even as she got like really close to the end, and they turn and she pops out of it. I thought it was really well done. Again, I love the camera work, how it was like smoothly, yeah. fluidly going through, you know, like kind of like a snake in a way, going through all the, the rooms and stuff and just how it was revealed to the audience. I thought it was beautifully shot. And also, you know, just the name of it, the Femme and Akata, you know, which tr- literally translates to Woman Drowned. 
bingo which was it's awesome. romanian yeah, yeah romanian yes. they got a lot of languages in this yeah. episode we had english french romanian latin yes. from the bishop which we'll get to but i yeah. mean it's great yeah. yeah all in one episode so good that's that's why i love the show too it really makes you like dive deeper and look yeah. up quotes look up like research things on like google translate to see what the hell they're saying mm-hmm. i just love it man. it's very cultural <laughs> it's very it's a very multicultural show like mm-hmm. you've, like we've talked about before um so yeah so she she finds a masked man she's doing an, an obe outer body experience pretty much mm-hmm. with like her, her drowning and like what was it again the fema in uh, fema and akata fema and akata <laughs> i'm so, probably butchering that but yeah so <laughs> no probably not but yeah she ends up doing that and i just thought that was so cool man and it, she she ends up seeing all the, like pretty much an orgy of evidence when she goes in there and she can see all the the picture the baby pictures up she sees the weapons mm-hmm. all over the place she sees the masked men's like outfits and then she even gets to see them planning stuff for the next uh their next attack mm-hmm. and there's the guy that blonde dude the leader evil mm-hmm. he's right there and he senses he yeah. senses that they are th- that she is there in the room like in her like outer body experience type thing and he turns towards her and yeah. that's when she pops out Boom. of the water yeah. I loved how the speaking of camera angles and stuff I loved how the camera was under the water like looking at her face mm-hmm. while she's like wide eyed mm-hmm. and drowning mm-hmm. in there so cool awesome so yeah <laughs> so well done <laughs> so it's just such an amazing amazing scene that's it, it's it's the best one that that Dio has done. Is, mm-hmm. I just love it. I just I can't express how much further that it was just spectacular. I know. Really. I wonder like what other crazy things they can concoct up for her to do. That poor girl. Yeah, I was, yeah. I was thinking for the next season, like she because she got such great stuff in this season compared to season one too mm-hmm. that I can't even. I just think that she'll have huge. You know, some, <laughs> I don't even know what to imagine, but they'll just take it to another level. I think she's. she's it's fun. Uh, yeah, it is. <laughs> so the babies she sees, and she relates this to uh, the group, and and Roman, he hears it. She says, oh, there's babies with some kind of goopy thing on their face. And she, the call. Yeah, and he's mm. like, the call. And he had to say it twice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like We were like, whoa, what are you talking about? The call. And we also heard that from Sarah, right? Mm-hmm. The, the girl yeah. in the beginning who they killed. So we know now, from what we've pieced together, these masked men are somehow just hunting kids who have mm-hmm. a call. They're born with a call, yeah. We, we don't know the exact reason yet, but they're going after those children. And uh, and obviously, uh, Nadia was born with one. He clearly stated that. And wasn't mm-hmm. Roman born Roman with one, too? Roman was born mm-hmm. with one. Yeah. Yeah, so it would make sense that they would probably go after him, too, even though he's not a child, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But going nice. after, just knowing they're going after someone who was born with a call. Which is actually fairly rare, but it is possible. So, yeah, so then they, we don't, even though Nadia was born with one, they, they revealed that. They could very well be going after Roman, too. Mm-hmm. Could be, right? He could be a suspect. He could, mm-hmm. he could be someone who's one of their targets, right? Mm-hmm. They're trying to, whatever, accomplish their mission, do some kind of genocide, whatever. Mm-hmm. But anyway, we know what happens later on. We know the reasons <laughs> why it happens. But we're in this mindset now. We're in episode yes. eight mindset. Yep. <laughs> anyway, um, <clears throat> let's. Was there anything else about Destiny that anybody wanted to mention? 
Other than the fact that that was an awesome scene. That was an awesome yeah. scene. She found she found Miranda too. Yeah, I, and Miranda, Miranda found, found her. her. Yeah. Yes, that's right. The yeah. opposite. Which was funny too when she's on the phone and dropped about five f bombs. You know, it <laughs> <laughs> was a good line. I like that one, and I also liked when Miranda was like kind of wussing out. You know, and she was like, uh, "It's about to get a lot freakier. So if you went out, now's your chance." Like, mm. just, so destiny, yeah. like yeah. yeah, so good. And she, and Miranda, was the first to. Puss out. She's like taking yeah. her hand up. Wait, I think we should stop. No, yeah. no, keep going. Peter's got some balls this episode, yeah. man. So good. So speaking of which, Peter, he and Roman, right in the beginning of the episode, they're in the forest, taking care of the bodies, dragging them back to the SUV. Someone's alive. Mm-hmm. Surprise. Yeah. Surprise. And it's a woman, too. Uh-huh. Like, that's the first masked, masked man woman mm-hmm. that we get to see. Like, all the other ones have been just dudes. So we finally get to see someone else in the cult. And it's this girl named Sarah. She claims she's Sarah. And they look her up on the smartphone. Thank goodness they have cell, cell service out yeah, there in yeah, the movies. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty good. <laughs> See, you know what? Because he's a Godfrey, he's got access to those company satellites. That's true. That is very true. And they beam down that information. It's not 4G. That's like 10G <laughs> right there. So uh, he ends up looking it up. And he's like, and, and it's so crazy because they're, again, they're like totally opposites. Even before in in the last season, I feel like Roman was the more suspicious of people and Peter was more trusting. Mm -hmm. But now it's Peter who's less trusting and Mm -hmm. vicious and suspicious. And Roman is like, well, she's hurt. I think we should, you know, she did say the name. How'd you know all this information? You know, let's Uh like, let's give her like, let's help her out. You know, she's like really hurt. Mm -hmm. And then she ends up totally messing with them, right? And who knows if that was real. I thought it was funny, by the way, because we're from L.A. We're we're filming in L.A. And they said Valencia, California. There was Mm -hmm. also another shout-out I liked. I'm from Omaha, Nebraska. And when she said pop, (laughs) Pop. and I'm like, yeah, that's what I always say to everybody. I always like soda. I'm like, it's not soda. It's pop. But then they said, uh, you know, and and then Roman even said, like, maybe her best friend's from a cult from Omaha or, you know, something like that. People from the Midwest don't say you know, soda, they say pop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I, I find funny because I'm also from the Midwest, but my area was like split in between soda and pop. It was a very <laughs> regional thing. So I can actually believe it if they, you know, if she did say pop instead of soda. Yeah. But Roman did have a good point, though. He, he's, he said, oh, well, but maybe one of her cult member friends was from Omaha, yeah. right? You know, yeah. and it's like, that's true. She could have been, if, if she was abducted yeah. when she was four or something, and she spent so much time with this one, this other weirdo cult yeah. guy, and he always said pop all the time and might catch on, right? Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. like when you hang out with your friends, you take on their same vocabulary, right. whatever. Yeah. Anyway, so he ends up stabbing her when yeah. she goes into the SUV quickly. And what does she got? A pin of yeah. a grenade. I love how that yeah. just happened to be there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, they did have an arsenal in their SUV. Yeah. Right. For, for doing Very convenient. What? Yeah. Anyway, so he, uh, we have Peter grab it out of the SUV and throw it out. How many grenades were in there? What if there was more than one? How could you tell, like, in that fraction of a second, right? Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? (laughs) So they lived. And if it was me, I would have actually ran and not dug into the grenade sack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think seeing one one grenade would probably make me go ahead and run. Yeah, yeah. I'd be like, dude, I'm not going to throw it. I'm just yeah. going to run my ass off. <laughs> so they end up trying to clean the bodies. And guess who comes back? 
Shusser. Shusser comes in and he he goes after them and he's he makes them it's so funny because they put the bodies in the SUV he makes them take the bodies out of the SUV <laughs> yeah. and then what's going to happen later he checks and sees that they have that symbol on them that indicates they're the order of the dragon or somehow related to it mm-hmm. he's going to put the bodies back in that's three <laughs> yeah. trips in and out yeah, uh, I I did love the symbol though uh, on the watch because I I had to look at it closely and I I did pause it but like just the way it was some form variation of the logo it's like a very just Dalt theory kind of you know kind of obscure vision you know image of the the logo which I thought mm-hmm. was actually pretty cool. You mean of the Order of the Dragon? The logo? Order of the Dragon logo on right. the watch. It was very, you know, it didn't. It wasn't very as clear cut as yeah. we've seen mm-hmm. it in all the rings and whatnot. But it was like a broken up kind of obscure part. Yeah, it was like really digitized mm-hmm. looking, right? And it, it to me, it looked like a cross with two wavy lines uh, that go over it in place of the horizontal bar for the cross. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking, oh, those are like snakes, right? Or like dragons, maybe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it looked like four moons, which was actually the the feet of the dragons. Ah, oh, yeah. neat! I didn't catch that part. Yeah, me neither. Very well done. So um, he ends up going over to the bishop, and it was the bishop or cardinal? I always forget which bishop. one. Bishop. The bishop. So he goes to the bishop, and he pretty what he clocks him right right oh, when he yeah. comes into mm-hmm. the church or this the monastery wherever he's at. And uh, he goes down. He's like, well, but there's so many other... There could be dissidents and extremists, and uh, I don't know of them. He really does. He knows that they're mm, out there, yeah. right? So he uh, he ends up calling the Chancellor. So it's a good thing in the, in the beginning of the episode, we got to know the Chancellor from mm-hmm. 1884. And that's the Order of the Dragon, 1884. They're still around after nearly, what, 150 plus years. 150 yeah. years nearly. Mm-hmm. And we get to see the new chancellor, and it's a woman. Go, girl power. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. I was like, yeah. yes, a woman. They got equality in the Order of the Dragon. <laughs> that's so, good. Yeah, one good thing, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And she's dipping some tea, looking very sophisticated. Yeah. We didn't really get to see her face. We got like a little that's bit right. of a side, a rear side profile. Mm-hmm. Kind of like what we were talking about earlier with cars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, we got to see a little bit of her. They never say her name. They just call her chancellor. And then she says, I'll send an envoy. After he threatens her with calling the FBI, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. That must have set her off because she sent the envoy, who's actually the boss <laughs> of the masked men, right? And they yeah. and they pretty much what fill him up with arrows and stick him mm-hmm. on the wall. Uh, like the, mm-hmm. Yeah, they shot him with arrows, which reminded yeah. me of Saint Sebastian, who who was a saint who got shot. He's normally depicted um, being tied up to a tree with arrows uh, impaled into him, but he actually survived that. And because, you know, they they mentioned the line that, hey, they missed all the major arteries, you're, you're lucky. Yeah. So it just reminded me of St. Sebastian. Yeah, that was, yeah, that was mm-hmm. pretty neat that they were able to do that and not... And and I love how Chasseur is, like, such a badass that he recognizes... Like, he's such a good hunter, right? Just like his name. He's a hunter. Mm-hmm. He recognizes where all the arteries mm-hmm. are going to be, so he knows that he won't bleed out, and he puts him out of his misery. Oh, yeah, he helped him. <laughs> oh, Yeah. And I think he enjoyed it, too. Oh, yeah, because like, he pissed at him yeah. for letting his uh, sister, his sister die. Get, yeah, getting revenge. And, and protecting mm-hmm. Olivia. Mm-hmm. Just like the Order of the Dragon has done for 150 years. Yep. Anyway, any, anything yeah. else on any of those topics? Well, Bishop's dead. He's definitely gone. Mm-hmm. Definitely dead. Dum, dum, dum. <laughs> well, let's go ahead and move into our news and gossip. 
So, I don't, what's up with Landon Libelarn on his Instagram? Because he's only posting like once a week. Come on, dude. Up that stuff. Post daily. We need more news and gossip. But thankfully, our show is weekly. Anyway, just yesterday, he actually posted. Uh, and he already got uh, 306 likes on his photo. It's a, It doesn't... Dude, what's up with this guy? He doesn't mm. show his face. He's always like nice. cutting off his face in the pictures. Or he's got like a blurry face or something. But the picture is him... On it, by the way, you can follow him at um, 77 Flipped Official on Instagram. And he, his, uh, he's with a little toy wolf in the picture. It's so funny. Mm-hmm. He's baring his teeth and he's like, yeah, we're renewed for a third season. Oh, yes. It's so neat. And um, he, to be exact, he said, ha- um, hashtag Hemlock Grove picked up for season three. It'll be the last one. Thanks for watching. And he has, as of... A few hours ago, he has 60 comments on there, and he just posted it yesterday. And one of the funniest comments on here is from Connor Hillock, and he says, About to get so many bitches on IG till Bill shows up, lols, and season three better answer everything and tie it all together, or I'm going to be pissed. And it's just (laughs) so funny, so hilarious. And it's once Bill uh, gets to Instagram... It's going to be just so funny, you know, because he's, he's going to get more. Right? And that was a yeah, yeah. direct quote from, the, oh, from, from a fan. That was a direct yeah. quote from a fan. Uh, Connor Hillock. Just so funny. <laughs> and uh, Joel De La Fuente, he on Instagram, 215 likes. He always gets so many likes yeah. on his photos. And the hashtag Hemlock Grove props department is amazing. This is the back of the book. Uh Hashtag Uncle Johan is given up to in episode three. Uh, replete with a bio and a creepy author photo. Hashtag Sleepy Mask Sunday. Oh, Sleepy <laughs> Mask. <laughs> just like you did in a few episodes ago. Mm-hmm. So, Joel, Joel Delafonte, it's just so cool because in the picture, um, I remember there's actually someone who gets, uh, he, he has a fan, a fan that gives him the book, right? Mm-hmm. And he ends up signing the book or something. He's like, oh, yeah, who do I make it out to? And she's like, oh, you've just been served. That's that subpoena yeah. girl, yeah. right? Yeah. Which, by the way, that story goes, like, nowhere. No, it doesn't. Yeah. It Maybe we'll find out in season three. Yeah, yeah, we probably will. Who knows? Who knows? But with people dying left and right in Hemlock Grove, I don't know, Who man. Knows? I don't know. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, he has another... Oh, yeah, he has a couple of uh, funny comments there from fans on Instagram. And wh- one of them that's so funny is... Do, do you guys remember in, in Hemlock Grove season one where... We have Dr. Price speaking into his tape recorder and saying, <laughs> yeah. full stop, comma, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Well, his fans are doing that on his comments on Instagram. And it's just so hilarious. Uh, we have one fan saying, uh, at Joel De La Fuente, you are an amazing actor and my favorite character, full stop. Don't mm-hmm. stop being awesome, comma. Here's to season three and it's greatness, full stop. Yeah, yeah. So I loved when he did that. That, that. that cracked me up. When he, you know, I kind of miss that. I do yeah. too. Yeah, I mean, he's throwing us, but his character is throwing us all these medical terminology that we don't understand. But just him going into recording is just funny. Mm-hmm. I, I love it. And JJ and I were talking earlier in the evening, and we were saying they should bring that back. Yeah, they should. Really want some more of that. <laughs> yeah, they should really bring back more of his tape recorder scenes mm-hmm. by himself. But they've got so many other great jokes in there. It's just. It's just so funny, man. Everything with Price is just priceless. 
we also have some tweets that I tweeted out from my account at Sean Austin O. Uh, some cute little picture that uh, we have and it's, it's Roman and it's like a cartoon characterization of Roman and Peter smoking cigarettes. You saw it already, yeah, Marissa? It. <laughs> yeah, it's good stuff. Good stuff. And um, Tia Horn. Um, she was actually at the Sacramento Anime Convention, and she's been posting about it for the last few days. Um, and because she was actually, um, she did a voice of a character called Canetio Horn yeah. in Assassin's Creed. Yeah. And, yeah, and uh, so there were so many girls who were dressing up like her, and she was taking pictures yeah. with them and posting it on her uh, Twitter account. That's, That's awesome. awesome. That's yeah. pretty neat. I, yeah, I retweeted some of that stuff, so you guys go ahead and check it out. And uh, did anybody else have any news and gossip? Other than the fact that Hemlock Grove is back for more. Yep. Congratulations, everybody. We are so thrilled. Very excited. We're thrilled, and we're glad that the show is ending on a good note because I love this season. And it's I, I I'm sure that the next season is going to be even better, and it's going to be even more hyped up because it's the last season. Yeah, mm-hmm. we talked about that. Like we were, I mean, we're sad that there's only three, but we really think that it's a great thing because we're, I'm so excited to see what the writers are going to do, knowing knowing they have I don't know if is it ten episodes again or ten episodes. Ten, yeah. yeah, knowing they have ten episodes to really, I just think that each episode is going to be so jam packed and great. Yeah, and definitely answer more questions mm-hmm. that we have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we need to know more. Please do some more like history stuff. Uh Do some more stuff with Olivia and like the flashbacks. I want to see Olivia like kicking ass in the 1800s or something. I want to see her speak a different language. Because she's been all over Europe. Yeah. Yeah. I want more of the craziness like we saw at the start of this episode tonight. Mm -hmm. Yeah, agreed. (laughs) Well, let's go ahead and move into our predictions. And now, you're after Buzz TV. Predictions. All right. Ooh, getting a little crazy on the lights here. <laughs> Thanks to Stephen, our uh, producer, for engineering the show, by the way. Thanks, Stephen. Thanks, Stephen. Uh, so my predictions. Um, I don't think Olivia is going to be able to kill her. I'm in the mindset of episode eight, by the way. I wrote this while I watched mm-hmm. episode eight. So I don't think Olivia is going to be able to kill Priscilla slash Shelly. Um, but she might by the end of the season. Oh, I wrote that. Okay, so <laughs> I think Priscilla will die, too. And we'll, sh- we'll see Shelly's body found in the woods. Uh, the extremists are going to interrogate Peter. And uh, Roman will give up his humanity to regain his Upir strength. Dr. Price will die by the season's end. And um, and that's because he's done, like, unforgivable selfish things to Shelly, you know? Um, he, he's, he's a selfish guy. And I, as much as I love Price's character and Chusser... You know, I, I think that Price should die, and maybe it'll be at Chester's mm-hmm. hands. Who knows? Maybe. See, I don't think uh, Price will die, because he's a character we just love to hate, just like Olivia. I don't think she'll die either, because we love to hate her. And um, so I, and also I think Norman's getting closer to finding out who Olivia really mm-hmm. is. And, you know, he's on her coattails and getting close because we also saw that one scene when Norman goes to her house and they bleached everything. Mm-hmm. So he's going to get closer to Olivia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had at the time, too, that I didn't think um, I didn't think Olivia was going to be with a killer either. That was the one note I had after watching this episode. Um, I also thought that I was nervous because in this episode we see Norman with the gun. And slammed down Olivia's mm-hmm. picture, which I, we didn't talk about. But, um, yeah. yeah, so I think bad things, 
bad, bad situation to come for Norman after that was what I had. And then my last prediction, just more for season three, is that I, finding that out today is I just think that we're going to find some more gems about, um, Price and his lifestyle. Like the mask, and, you know, something. Like, what, what other kinky stuff he has going on over love there? Love for but. Persian cats. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah, that, uh, that'll be fun. Yeah, I would just, you know what? I think now's a perfect time for Norman to strike. He he doesn't, okay, even though he knows she's not human, mm. he doesn't know she's weak. She has, she cannot defend mm. herself right now. She's still got the oopier strength, but she's vulnerable. He could, she cut herself on the leg with a razor yep. mm-hmm. and she, that's not healing up, right? Yep. He could, yeah. He could very well take that gun to her, put it in her face and shoot her and she's gone. Mm. Gone. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe yeah. we will see that. Well, I think that about does it for us here at After Buzz TV's Hemlock Grove podcast be sure to check us out uh next week when we're going to be talking about uh episode nine we got two episodes left guys Mm -hmm. that's it man can you believe it i i seriously fast it's it's, i will say we do have a special guest coming up oh yes so i will not say who though okay well you guys are gonna have to tune in to see who the special guest is Mm -hmm. but um i hope it's gonna be someone who's awesome you can (laughs) follow follow me uh on Instagram and Twitter at Sean Austin O. That's S E A N A U S T I N O. And I'm at JJ Jurgens on uh, Twitter and Jurgens JJ on Instagram and my blog TomGirl.tv. And I'm on Twitter and on Instagram at Serafini TV. Thanks so much, guys. We'll buzz with you next week. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 